0: Hey, it's Brian from Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. How are you? Doing something we've never done before for a bonus episode today. We're doing a crossover on the Story Guys Network. If you are new to the show, you may not know, but we are uh, part of a network called the Story Guys. It's something that Murdoch and I started, and we have done another show on this network called the Story Guys that you can go and hear like 40-something episodes of. And we have other shows that that will come and go from time to time. And one of the shows that is produced under this banner, though not normally promoted along with it, is a show called Our Nerdiest Thing. And this is a show uh, featuring some um, book talkers, some bookstagram folks. If you don't know what that is, let me educate you. It is uh, people who are really passionate about books. And so it could be a pretty wide array of people who are passionate about books and post about it on social media. But a lot of times when you hear that, it's specifically uh, women who are very passionate about certain genres of books, right? And so we have a, a show on the network called Our Nerdiest Thing, featuring uh, three awesome women who love to talk about what they call romantic books, mostly. So it's a, a little romance, little fantasy. You've probably seen these books in and around, and if you haven't, you haven't been looking. So just open your eyes next time you are uh, walking around on the street. Pretty much anywhere, uh, a pool maybe, if you're still going to the pool this season, you're in an airport, anywhere where people read, you're probably going to see books by people like Jennifer L. Armantrout, Sarah J. Mass, etc., etc. They do a lot to support indie authors, et cetera, and they do these deep dives on books. A lot of the way that we do research and deep dives on the stories about rock and roll, where we may be talking about a band, but then we're talking about a city, or we're talking about a movement that sort of defined something about the scene that that band came out of, that sort of thing they do that with the books they read. So I set all that up to say that it recently came to my attention that on one of their recent episodes, they got to talking about Madonna, and specifically the period in the early 90s where she put out erotica and the coffee table book called Sex. Now, if you remember, if you've been listening to the show, we talked about this period of Madonna intertwined with our conversation about Sinead O'Connor not too long ago. And we had actually considered adding to the docket an episode about that period of Madonna and how, you know, really 80s into the 90s, how she pushed the envelope and the conversation in a lot of ways about sex. And then it comes across this episode from Our Nerdiest Thing. And I'm like, they're actually, they, they did that. Piece for us, and they did it very succinctly and very nicely. So, <laughs> I decided we just put it up as a bonus episode. So, we have this rare opportunity to do this crossover. So, you can hear another show on the network. And I'll tell you, they're really good. They're really funny. They do a great job. And you might, you know, maybe you'll, maybe you have read these books. Maybe you haven't, but maybe you find them interesting and want to get into their show. Uh, so, check them out. Give them a chance. Our Nerdiest Thing. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, you can, they've got a website, the whole nine yards. But, Right now we're going to pop up a little bit from their latest episode a segment where they are talking about a a book that exists in the world of the book that they are deep diving into that teaches these characters about sexual relationships and then they compare it to this book that Madonna created so That's the setup. Here you go. You get some real rock and roll bedtime stories energy on this, and I I really like that they went full-fledged rock and roll bedtime stories for like 11 minutes on their program. So enjoy it. Check out other stuff on the network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you Wednesday with a brand-new full rock and roll bedtime stories episode. Keep telling stories.
1: I'm Whitney. I'm Mindy. And I'm Deb. We're three best
2: friends who love nerdy things.
1: Well, some people think we're nerdy, but we think we're pretty awesome. This is our nerdiest thing.
2: I'm sure that there are real life examples of a Miss Willa diary type book. And so I ended up doing a deep dive on the very first thing that came to my mind, which was Madonna's sex book. She has a sex book? Yeah, I Uh, thought of the Kama Sutra. I thought you were going to say Kama Sutra too. No, no, no. So I was thinking about like a first person account of sex, which this... More like a diary. Right. This Madonna book is not really that, but let me just give you some information. I'm very intrigued. In 1992, Madonna released a book called Sex, and it's a coffee table book. Sex, sex, sex. Six, six 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 okay it's just the one the one six
0: uh, it's a
2: coffee table it's a coffee table book of photography basically um there's also some poetry some writing that madonna wrote under the i guess pen name or persona of a character that she created which was based on an actress or pinup model from the 1920s or 30s so she kind of took upon herself this character of mistress dita and so it's mostly photography the photography is basically essentially softcore porn and sex simulation right so there's no actual like sex acts happening it's all simulated and you know smoke and mirror type things she got a lot of her celebrity friends to pose as models for this book and like who uh, well you know i do know is this on your coffee table with uh- <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine robbie <laughs> if i brought that book i'm like well, i got this for the living room he would, whereas on the other hand because
1: i do dabble in the art world i do have like erotic books in our life sure, yeah, about right. Uh, photography right? right one of them is like all legs and some of them are breasts oh, and stuff cool. but they're that's really cool. beautiful right it's just a body for the record
2: it is it is just a body, but these were like celebrity bodies. So, um, <laughs> so this is 1992, right? So this is t- 30 years ago. The year so I graduated from the, high school. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in in terms of culture yeah, and it was different. It, it was a totally yeah. different landscape, right? Yeah. Like today, if a celebrity released a book like this, I I mean, it would get press, but it wouldn't be nearly as controversial as this book was in 1992. Well, I mean, today they're sex pictures get released on social uh, well, media that's before you can even make it to that's true yeah. so this book it mostly photography but a little bit of poetry and writings by madonna but right written as mr Stita. it was influenced by punk rock and fashion figures and included a lot of celebrities including isabella rossellini and madonna's then boyfriend vanilla ice what that is what, what i said i was like what because i was thinking this was the sean penn era yeah but it, it was the vanilla like ice have era pp vanilla ice yeah <laughs> sorry well you know i'm not sure um so <laughs> are, are you really <laughs> Anyway, um this was an extremely controversial book. It got a ton of press and a ton of backlash again, 1992. Right. She coincided this book release with her album Erotica, which makes sense. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. She had an album That's named Erotica marketing. Absolutely brilliant marketing. So in in the first day, in 1992, uh, again, before social media marketing, before internet marketing and all that. in the first day, she sold more than 150,000 copies of this coffee table book. Damn. It remains the best and fastest selling coffee table book ever.
1: Really? Yes. Good for her. It it
2: holds that record. It was the MTV era. I bet a lot of it got out that way. Yes. So she did... She basically did almost zero specific marketing for this book. She did do an MTV special that was kind of like a behind the scenes of her album and Mm -hmm. this sex book. She did a couple of appearances slash interviews specifically for the book, but ultimately she let all of the brouhaha be the marketing for her. And it worked because again, she's continues to be a record breaker for coffee table books which i, I think want is kind of book. hilarious i'm not gonna
1: lie i want to see what it's all
2: about i wrote then boyfriend vanilla ice <laughs> with multiple uh, uh, question marks because i just was so flabbergasted by that tiny
1: in the <laughs>
2: <laughs> no that was a missed opportunity so again this is a photography of simulation of sex acts there's no actual intercourse that is ever shown but you know how people react to things that they well, don't actually know fill about in the gaps
1: anyways. But, right. Yeah. Like they
2: don't, they don't, people get in an uproar about something that they don't actually have any interaction with. Well, so it's like when people want to ban right? books when they haven't even read them, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, the Vatican actually called for a boycott of this book and Madonna. Citizens in Alexandria, Louisiana, filed a complaint with the police over the release of this book, which I think is so. Can you imagine? What are the police going to do? Can you imagine being the police and like, give I me mean, all your copies of six? Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, like, sorry that you're mad about it. Like, what do you want me to do? I just thought that was so crazy. The printer. Of this book was a company. Called, a hard on the whole time? <laughs> no. R.R. R. Donnelly, this company, they also printed a bunch of Bibles. So oh. Southern Baptists, Southern Baptists, I, it didn't say the convention. So I think this was like individual churches and mm-hmm. maybe like schools or something. Right. They basically threatened to pull all of their Bible business from this printer because they didn't want the printer to print the sex book. That
1: is the most widely printed book in world so that would have killed the yeah. publishing
2: company right so i didn't deep dive that like they're threatening their business but i mean i'm looking on amazon right now and you can get the japanese and spanish versions
1: if you want the english version there is a used copy on amazon for
2: 882 oh my Holy gosh shit. that's crazy is it out of print it must i mean it, it must be, be for yeah. that $800. yeah um so again she didn't even need to promote it Uh, i've mentioned the mtv episode special she also did a vogue magazine cover as part of her uh lead up to Mm -hmm. the release of the book um so the book ironically was pretty negatively received critically by by the critics it was just kind of like basically they they were saying i mean okay like great there's nothing exciting about these pictures there's nothing like new there's nothing really edgy it's just like pictures of celebrities pretending yeah. to have sex i guess like good for you madonna but like the critics were really kind of negative about yeah. it but i think that they were coming from a like well madonna is not an artiste so <laughs> right. clearly the book can't be good or you that know she was why? just like, going for how shock how do value? they know right. she's not well but that's just how they Right. that's, that's my point though it, right? it's purity
1: culture well sure so, yeah it was
2: very much like yeah. you know this isn't real art this is shock value like yeah. she's just trying to make people well, upset i mean
1: i will say everything she did at that time was shock value but
2: i do think it's good that she had a a book depicting consensual healthy sex. Well, that's what I was just about to say. So that whole era, Madonna was kind of doing very, like, pushing the envelope. Again, early 90s, right? So it didn't take a whole lot to push the envelope, honestly. But she had this sex book released. She had her album, Erotica, which obviously was very sexual. She did a movie called Body of Evidence, which my one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made, did an episode on this movie, Body of Evidence. Yes. Which is basically like an early 90s sex thriller where it's a lot of like gratuitous sex scenes and that movie I think did very very poorly like it was also not Critically yeah. received. Reclined. I
1: have heard of that movie referenced in terms of like, um like teen, like ooh, we're gonna watch Body of Evidence yeah. type because of thing.
2: like lots of boobs, like that kind of right. thing. She in the same time period, she did an appearance on Letterman where she was just kind of, kind of erratic. It reminded me a lot of the Drew Barrymore Letterman, if you guys remember, like in the early, earlier mid nineties.
1: But here's the thing: he
2: was going for shock value too, at one thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, but Madonna like gave him underwear and asked. Him to smell it oh. during her Letterman interview. Okay, so, but I'm sorry I know. keep
1: interrupting you, but like. <laughs> you do. I have a lot to say about this, and I hope it's okay because this is a discussion podcast. No, it's fine. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but n- like pre COVID, there was a Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode where. The sisters went. They took wash rags and wiped their hoo-haws and had each other smell each other's vajjas to see if they stinked. I do they, not they recall stinked. that they stinked. They smelled, right? <laughs> so why is it okay for the Kardashians to go wipe their vaginas and have their sister smell it? But
2: again, we're talking about almost thirty years yeah. difference yeah. in I, culture, right? You know? right.
1: But in, in and that, that does say that we've come a long way. But right. and I guess it's good that maybe that wasn't as shocking if you don't remember it because I know I, that, I, I know you love trashy <laughs> you're, go, you're gonna have to go find this episode I'm gonna but look it up at later. the same time i'm like who cares like and again it yeah. was 1992 or whatever and i right, get yeah. it right but even now if someone took off their underwear and told you know someone to smell it, that that is a little personal mm-hmm. but at the same time like
2: who the fuck cares you don't have to smell it you don't have to take right. them and like see i'm not i, I don't I didn't watch a clip or anything, but it didn't seem like she took them off. It seemed like she had them like in In her pocket. pocket. But yeah, this whole time period, Madonna was doing stuff like that. For early 90s, people were just like, She's a heathen and going straight to hell. Like God's going to find her immediately. I actually thought it was interesting in the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands. Vanilla Ice and Isabella Rossellini both publicly said that they regretted doing it. I don't know that they really had reasons other than just like, yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. Vanilla Ice said basically like i mean i was doing erotic pictures with my girlfriend and with my girlfriend's friends and like my kids can see that now and it's kind of like i I kind of wish i hadn't done that it's kind of
1: the same thing i i will never regret doing this podcast because i am who i am but i don't let my 15
2: year old daughter listen to it and Um, visual is a lot different because you can't really hide that right yeah. yeah but naomi campbell did the book and she has said on record that she's glad that she did it and she thought it was a great project and whatever so what the parallel well, that I really found super interesting that brings me back to Miss Willa's diary is.
1: Oh wait, are we talking about? That? I know,
2: right? <laughs> so Madonna has said that she really wasn't just trying to make people mad. She wasn't really just trying to like shock people, although she knew that that would happen. She said that she wanted to do this book about sex to liberate America, and so I was thinking about that, and I thought, what a great motivation for Miss Willa. Like what you heard in this episode?
1: Follow Our Nerdiest Thing on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Our Nerdiest Thing or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Our Nerdiest Thing. We love hearing from fellow nerds. Email us at thing at gmail.com.